0: what's up whole world welcome to story with cedric episode number 28 so this story takes place um it may have been 2005 i was stationed in the military overseas and me and nada were dating at the time we weren't married yet but we had decided that it would be a good idea to go skydiving and holy shit so, we did it, man. We signed up for it. It was a little spot that we go to on the weekend, and um, there was about 12 of us in all, and we went out there, and like the first maybe 30 minutes to 45 minutes, they gave us like a little class of what to do, what not to do, what was going to happen, and, you know, basically gave us all the rules going into doing this skydive, and then we started to go, you know, one at a time, so... We get out there, man. It's this big-ass airfield. And the first person that went, it was a girl. She passed out halfway down. So she's coming down. And you just see her just like, her body was just like hanging there. And they had to pull her knees up and everything when she landed. And I'm like, I'm having second thoughts. But I couldn't say nothing because Neda was excited. She was gassed. She was ready. I'm sitting there going, why did we think this was a good idea? So the next couple of people went. Um, Everybody else seemed to have a good time, though. Nada went before me. And um, she laughed all the way down. She had a a real good time. So, I'm coming up next. I really didn't want to do it. But since Nada had done it already, I couldn't bitch up. I couldn't, like, not do it. Everybody else was doing it. And um, I was next. So, I had to man up and get ready to go. So, I remember um, they strapped... You know, all of it was a tandem jump, so it's gonna be somebody on your back. So you hook all this stuff up to you, and then the guy hooks up to your back with this big hook, right? So I remember walking over to the airplane, and the first thing I seen was duct tape on the wing and duct tape on the wheel. And I'm thinking, what kind of bootleg shit have I got myself into when the plane has tape on it? But I'm committed. I'm, I'm getting on the plane. And as I get on the plane, it's this real little bitty plane. It's just the or cap- uh, not the captain, but just like the pilot is right there. And there's a little spot in the back for me and the person that's going to um, be jumping with me. And there was another guy who was going to record. He had a camera on his helmet, right? So I'm getting the plane and he says, look, I need you to listen to me. I got to tell you something. It's very important. I said, what is it? He said, whatever you do under any circumstances do not grab the pilot and i said okay man why why you say it like that all you gotta do is tell me don't grab the pilot i got you he's like listen i'm just just want you to know can't grab the pilot you got it man i got it okay got it so we get in the plane and we take off and we start getting really 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 high up in there. I don't know how many thousands of feet. It might have been like 10,000 feet or something like that. But we're up we're up there where the clouds is at. We're pretty high. And um he circles around where we're about to jump. And he says, "Listen. <laughs> I'm about to open the door. Do not grab the pilot." I said, "Listen, man, you said that to me on the ground like three times. I got it. I won't I won't grab the pilot. I got it. I won't grab the pilot." And so um He hooks up. He's behind me. I'm like on all fours, like crawling up to the door. And he said, okay, I'm opening up the door. I said, I got it. Don't grab the pilot. And I was kind of frustrated because he kept saying it over and over. But then he opened the door. And I know why he said it. Have you ever been in a car and the door's not closed all the way and you like turn a corner and the door swings open. It's pretty freaky, right? Now imagine that happening, not on the ground, but like 10,000 feet in the air. So he opens the door. I make the mistake of looking out the door and looking at the ground. And I'm gonna tell y'all for a split second, I really thought about grabbing that goddamn pilot. I really did. But I didn't, I didn't grab the pilot. And there was a little bar on the outside of the plane. He said, I want you to put your foot on this bar. We're gonna roll out the plane and my foot just refused to move. I couldn't make it move. I, I grabbed it with my arm. I couldn't make it go nowhere. I said, "I can't. I can't move my leg." He said, "I need you to move your leg to the to the to the pole so we can roll out." I said, "I can't do it." And he put the helmet on me, which I have a question about. When you go skydiving and you wear a helmet, like if your ass crashes, what's the, I mean, how is the helmet going to help you? If your ass falls 10,000 feet from the air, um the helmet's not gonna help you, but um, that's just that's just me thinking out loud. But yeah, man. So he rolls me out of the plane, and now I'm um, skydiving, man. And there's a video. I got a video, man. Maybe I'll post my video on Facebook or YouTube or something. But um, the dude he jumped out first, and then I jumped out, and then he followed me down. He had a camera on his helmet. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, we flew down, and it was pretty cool. It was very peaceful. I remember that part. It was very peaceful. I remember not being nervous. I was nervous in the plane, but once I got out of the plane and was free falling, it was very peaceful. That's the one thing I remember about that. The other thing I remember about that is my harness was too tight. And I spent a lot of time trying to adjust my harness in the middle of free fall, which is very dangerous, but it was so tight that it was pinching my legs. I couldn't I couldn't really enjoy like the first five seconds of my free fall. But other than that, um, that's one check mark, checked off the list. I don't think I'll ever uh, uh, do another skydive again. Came all the way down. You know, they give you the little, the little straps to help you steer it from left to right and everything, and it was pretty cool. But I pulled my knees up, hit the ground, and I couldn't get up for a minute. I was really out of breath. I was really tired. I laid there for a few seconds and I got up and chalked it off my list, man. Um, so, it was an experience. Um, I can't say I enjoyed all of it, but I enjoyed most of it. But overall, I'm glad I did it, man. Skydiving is not for everybody, but I knocked it out, and it was cool. Um, next time, I'll tell you about the time I jumped off the stratosphere in Las Vegas. And That shit was awesome. Hey, yo, thanks for listening to my story. I appreciate it. And um, I've been away for the last couple of weeks, man. I went to uh, Dayton, Ohio last week. Big, big tornado. Big tornado tore up the city. I was up there um, trying to get my grandmother straight. Her house got smacked. I'm going to tell that story on another podcast. We can get into that. But um, I'm going to let y'all go for now. Thanks for listening and uh, God bless and good night. i see y'all next time. Adios. So I've never really been into you know narcotics or drugs I just never really got into any of that stuff when I was growing up i seen people do it around me and it kind of turned me off to be honest but one of the real reasons I never really got into that type of shit was because I am very sensitive my body is very sensitive to medications very sensitive to any type of drugs any type I get shut down like my body just I can't deal with it and I'm a pretty big dude I'm not real skinny I'm a pretty I'm 230 pounds but just the smallest amount of medication just shuts me down and so I never really got into it and it made me think of this time Um, this story takes place right around 2008-9 I was working at the commissary at Fort Bliss right down here in El Paso Texas and for those that don't know the commissary is like the grocery store okay it's like a Walmart it's like a big-ass Walmart and my job in the store um i used to work in the um in the back where they would unload the trucks and the trucks would pull up all the food and everything would be on these trucks and they'd be strapped down to pallets and then we'd use pallet jacks to take them off the truck and then we'd sort them get them ready and then the night crew would come in and then put everything on the aisle so when you walk in the store you just see the shit on the aisle but there's a lot of stuff that goes into it and i remember um just carrying boxes, man, like you know, goods and jars and bottles, and just just over time, it made my back start to hurt. Like my back was was starting to get really sore, and I start getting these knots and 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 stuff in my back, and I refused to go get my shit looked at, but it came, you know, it got to a point to where it was just the pain was just starting to be very unbearable. It was hard to, you know, sit at a certain angle or couldn't walk the dogs or anything so I finally decided to go get my shit looked at and I remember going to the hospital and they said yeah man you've you've strained some muscles in your back I'm gonna need you to take it easy for a couple of days and I'm gonna prescribe you some um some muscle relaxers I had never taken muscle relaxers before. I'm, I'm in my thirties. never really, you know, I took Tylenol. That was about the the, the the most, you know, hardest, you know, medication I've ever taken, except for the time I got my wisdom teeth taken now where they gave me Vicodin. But um, that's another story. But they tell me I'm getting this muscle relaxer. It's called cyclobenzeprene. If you've ever taken it, you already know where this story is about to go. So um, he says, Mr. Reed. I said, yes, doctor. He says, "I'm gonna give you these cyclophenzepine, and I want you to take one pill right before you go to sleep. Do you understand?" I'm like, "Yeah, one pill before I go to sleep." He said, "Listen to me, one pill, Mister Reed." I said, "Doc, I got it, man. One, okay. Why you? Okay, I got it." Um. So okay, I'm I'm, I'm getting ready to leave, and um, as I'm walking out the door, he says, "Mister Reed, one." I said, Motherfucker, I got it. One pill, I got it. So I go down to the um, to the lab and I give them my order. And they give me the bag with the pills in it. And I go home. And I treat like it's a normal day. But now it's time to go to sleep, right? So right before, about 20 minutes before I lay down, I take this, you know, I take this uh, little pill bottle and I open the bottle. And I look at these pills. And they are little shit. The very, very small, smaller than grape nut cereal, like very, very small, and at the time, I'm like 260, and I'm thinking, man, this little shit ain't going to do shit for me, I'm going to take three of these, very, very bad, very bad decision making in this situation, so I pop them, I take these three pills, I, I chase them with some ginger ale, and I'm sitting on the couch talking to Nada, and I'm about to go to sleep, right, and I told you. I told you earlier. My body is very sensitive to medication. These some bitches snuck up on me and kicked me dead in the ass. So I'm sitting on the couch, and I'm talking to Nada. And what I wanted to say was, hey, this Saturday, why don't we go get something to eat and maybe catch a movie? How about you know? Let's do that. That's what I. That's what I wanted to say. What What I said was, hey. This weekend, why don't we watch a move? Ooh. My jaw quit working. All the muscles in my face, they just stopped working. And um, I said, let me go lay down. So I get up and you know, like when you drunk and you sit down and then you stand up, how you feel that shit? Like it feel like everything is getting real like it got real bad, so I go to the room, I lay down, and I slept for two and a half days. They fucked me up. I haven't taken them since. I haven't taken them since, man. I don't do I don't do narcotics. I can't do them. I remember one time, I took some um, Tylenol PM. And the thing about Tylenol PM is, when you take it, the first couple of times you take it, it's fine. But then your body builds up a tolerance to it. So you might have taken you know, two or three before you go to sleep. So I decided just, you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to just take three from the gate. And I take these three and I go to sleep. And I don't remember much except for the, I saw the prettiest blue I had ever seen in my life. I was sleep. I remember being asleep and I was dreaming about the color blue. And it was so pretty. It was so beautiful. And I told Nada about it. She's like, you fucking asshole. You was probably about to overdose. And I didn't know that but so you know that being said um i don't do narcotics if you have a party and you got narcotics just don't invite me because i'm not going to take it my body's too sensitive i can't deal with it so um that being said i'm gonna end the story right there and thank you guys for listening to my my story please don't offer me narcotics because i can't do it i can't take it i don't have a tolerance for it all right god bless and um see you guys next time thanks for listening adios bye